Welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. Good morning. Wow, the sound in here is so different without masks on. Wow. Plus, I get to see some of you, got some of your breakfast stuck in your teeth yet. <laughs> ah, good to get back some normalcy at least. So this morning, I want to talk with you a bit about finding God's strength in the midst of our weakness. And I'm going to base this on our second reading from St. Paul, writing to the community of the Corinthians, talking about his own journey, making peace with some of the weakness that he's experienced in his own life, in finding that that very source of discomfort in his life forced him to rely more on God and to experience God's strength in the midst of that. So I'd like to begin by reading a different translation of part of that same text because it brings out this meaning incredibly clearly. Um, this is from a translation called The Message, put out by the Navigators. Paul speaking. He said, I was given this handicap to keep me in constant touch with my limitations and push me to my knees. At first, I didn't think of it as a gift at all, and I begged God three times to remove it. But then I had the sense that God was speaking to me, saying, my grace is enough. I am all you need. My strength is greatest in your weakness. After I heard that, I quit focusing on my own problems and instead surrendered everything to Jesus, knowing that when I am weak on my own, I am strong in him. Have you ever had a night where you can't sleep because you're worried about something the next day? I think most of us have had experiences like that. Those are invitations for us to surrender more fully to the Lord and to rely on him because it's something we can't seem to fix or do on our own. We have all kinds of opportunities to do that, to find God's strength in our weakness because it tends to be our times of weakness that, as it's said in this text, literally bring us to our knees and impel us to pray more fervently to God. I think COVID did that for at least some of us with all of the unknowns and the insecurities and the cautions, not knowing exactly where this was going to take us, many folks found themselves praying more fervently. Dealing with change in our lives can be another thing that can draw us to our knees because I think our natural human response to change is to resist it. But change also can be a weakness then that opens us to God and lets that power from God begin working in our lives, giving us a different kind of assurance and a different kind of peace. Kind of a little example of change that I find fun. Did you hear the government report a week or so ago about UFOs? And it's not really UFOs, it's unidentified aerial phenomena. I love that phrase. Um, so the government came out decisively that it's inconclusive. Uh, um, but that there is still a possibility that there is intelligent life out there somewhere. So 
some people are threatened by that, and some people feel, what would that do with our Christianity? Well, it opens it up broader. It doesn't, we have nothing to fear with that. But all kinds of change can draw us to a deeper surrender to God, a deeper openness, realizing we don't have this figured out. We need God's help always in everything. It's in our weakness that we find greater strength when we surrender it to God. For those struggling with forgiveness, when someone has seriously hurt us or a loved one of ours, forgiveness is a really tough one. And especially if you find yourself rehashing it over and over again, it's one of those things that seems out of our control. And another thing is an opportunity to get on our knees and to surrender to God and to experience his power working in the midst of our weakness, giving us an inner strength, not taking it away, but sometimes giving us exactly what we need to walk through it. Another example, having a family member or a loved one who's sick and who is, you just, you keep praying for them and it just doesn't get better. As many of you know, my siblings and I have been uh, concerned with my mom's health for the last several years as she's gone downhill. It's brought all of us to our knees in surrendering more deeply in realizing it's not something we can fix for her. So inviting strength from God to flow into us and through us as well. And God answers those kind of prayers. Doesn't necessarily answer in the way we want them, but he gives us that deep inner strength to carry on. Let me take it in a little different direction. Some hard issues that we're facing in our world right now. Homelessness, same-sex marriage, transgender, extreme left and extreme right in politics, immigration reform. All of these are complex issues. None of them have simple answers. And all of them can make us anxious. And all of us, in our own way, become a source of weakness that can become something God can work through when we bring it to him. One of the things I'm working on in my own life, when I come across these hard issues that become very, very opinionated, is to realize that underneath all of these issues are persons. And to me, that makes a huge difference. Let me give you an example. Uh, yesterday, I was in at the University of Portland in the morning, and driving in there, a lot of homeless people along the side of the roads, a lot of tents, hard to look at, disturbing, I found myself having to remind myself, Dave, these are persons. These aren't just the homeless community that is taking over Portland. It's easy to say something like that and to forget we're talking persons here, children of God, made in the image and likeness of God. And that softens my attitude. You and I are called always as disciples on a mission. We're called to announce the good news of Jesus and to continue his presence in our world. And if we find ourselves threatened or defensive by any of those issues I just mentioned, we're less able to reach out with compassion and kindness and realize that we're talking about persons. So same-sex marriage again, transgender, immigrants, illegal or otherwise, these are all persons. 
And if we can keep that in our minds and in our hearts, it helps us to avoid the kind of rhetoric that diminishes people into just things. Think how quickly that's happened with politics in our country right now, especially extreme left or extreme right. It's hard to think of those as persons because we distrust them so much. So that's the challenge I want to leave you with this morning, is to treat each and every person as a person and to not lump all of this stuff in together. We Catholics have taken a consistent and a powerful stance on pro-life, especially when it comes to abortion. But we've compromised that when we fail to be pro-life towards every person in all of these other marginalized areas. Remember, Jesus went out to those who were on the edges, and he welcomed them, and he worked with them. He wasn't threatened by them. He wasn't defensive towards them. And if we're going to be effective in proclaiming a pro-life message, which is the message of Jesus Christ, we too need to work at our inner attitude, our compassion towards people all across the board. Doesn't mean we don't have our convictions, but it means we treat every person with the dignity as a person, as a child of God. So this week, as you're watching the news, as you get into heated conversations with friends and family members, try to remember, ooh, that's right, I'm going to try to think of these as persons, not just big groups. And see if that doesn't make a softening for you as it does for me as well and create greater compassion and kindness within us. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.